anxiety starts to strike us, a lot of times we're so full of it. You know, we say that sometimes, man, you're full of it. But when you realize, like, there's so much stuff that you have inside, and when you can just release it to the Lord, and without, without worry, without, without, like, what people think and the cares and all, of everything else, and, and, and when I put myself on the block a few weeks ago, it was that moment where God's like, okay, are you done yet? Okay, now can I? You know, we, we have, where's my water at? It's pretty full because I feel like I'm so thirsty. But when, when I am so full of myself and all the stuff, there's not much room for God to fill up. Like he encourages you to just let it all out. In, in the scripture we, we've been using and we used at the beginning was cast all your anxiety Literally throw it to God. Like he is made for your mess. He is made for your problems. And he doesn't try to decipher like, well, that's a good one. Well, that's a bad one. Well, my gosh, this problem. It says throw them on him for he cares for you. That alone should set you free by itself. That he cares so much for you no matter what you face, what you deal with, that he cares for you. No matter the way you feel, he still cares for you. I don't know about you, but I, I was just thinking about this, love. I feel like I opened my eyes and it's just began to be November, but then realized Thanksgiving is next, oh, this Thursday. Oh, yeah. And what a world we live in where trying to find a turkey is going to be challenging. We're going to kill some kind of bird. <laughs> Whatever that bird is. But, and, and that's all coming up and all that's going on. And the news is talking about like you're barely going to get some food and your turkey's going to come after things. Better, better get it when it comes after so you can get ready for Christmas. You know, like all this stuff. And, you know, fan. You know what I love about Thanksgiving? There is no, like, motives. It's the only holiday where you can just be thankful and not tell you what you want and what you, what'd you get me? It's just a, a holiday to gather together and be thankful. Sometimes Christmas gets so overrated with everything. I mean, we know the true meaning of the birth of Christ and all of that, but I, what I love about Thanksgiving is it just gathers people just to be thankful. Um, but in these moments, they say it's the busiest time of the year. They say people gather together and are so excited to be together. And they've even said about even with COVID and everything that some people still haven't been able to see people and that this Thanksgiving, a lot of people are going to be seeing each other for the first time in a while. But the biggest statistics of all of it is that Anxiety, depression, and suicide rates go sky high during the holidays. During a holiday that's supposed to be just about being thankful and the excitement and the, the fun of Christmas and all that kind of stuff. But during the holidays, it says it goes even to the top. With or without COVID, it's just every holiday, people get more anxious, get more upset. <laughs> it, I would say it like this, and this is crazy what happens. You know, we got that black 
Black, uh, Black Thursday, I guess. Um, is it even on Friday anymore? <laughs> now, they did actually shut it down? Okay, cool. Um, if you struggle with anxiety, why do you put yourself in that position? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm all about shopping and stuff. But people that really deal with it will wait hours in line. And I wait at the door just wondering if somebody's going to show up at church. But we got lines for hours just waiting on a crock pot or a TV. And we'll get anxiety and be tore up and deal with it so I can get that one thing real quick. And yet come Sunday, across the board, across the world, people are just like, eh, well. You know how many people across Terre Haute in areas are dictated by the weather? To even think about going to church? Oh, it's a little cold. My, mm. Do that when you're working. See how well and how long you last at work. Well, you know, boss, it's just a little cold today. I just, it's got a little sprinkle. It's raining. You know, it might snow. Good luck keeping your job. <laughs> but when it comes to the things of the Lord and the house of God, because it is our choice, we sometimes choose to set back instead of lean forward. And so we wonder when anxiety starts to attack us and we declare war on it that we don't take the extra, extra steps to what God says about forsaking the gathering and being together and all the things. What I love about today and about this room right now, you are intentional because anxiety does attack and there is a creeper out there. His name is the devil and he goes around like a lion. He's just a copycat, a creeper. We're going to say death to anxiety. But you're here because it still attacks. You're here because you still got to keep moving. You're here because, you know what, I don't know where else to be, but I know if I can get in the house of the Lord, God's going to show up. You already came by faith just being here today. Some people don't even realize what it took for you to get in this room. But God. And we're fighting anxiety left and right. It's the biggest cause. It is the pandemic of pandemics. For real, because it leads to so much more. And I believe for these next moments that we're going to continue to go down this path. Are we going to get it all right? No. But we're going to give you the tools and stuff to make it. And my prayer is as we continue to go and as you get leading into 2022, Lord, that you go as strong as possible with a sword and a shield and your armor on and saying, I might have anxiety, I might have dealt with it, but greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I'm going to fight, I'm going to take on this new year. Don't try to make your new year's resolutions because you, you, you fell at them at 21 days later. Just make a lifestyle of, I'm going to serve the Lord. Make a lifestyle, I'm going to read the word. Make a lifestyle of, you know what, I'm going to fight through this. And when things try to attack me, peace and joy, thanks, thankfulness, I'm going to start putting my dukes up. I'm going to start fighting. I'm going to start getting my shield. <laughs> There's a shield for a reason. Why not use it? <laughs> but I don't have a shield on my back. Well, you shouldn't be running backwards. Your shield is meant for your front, and your front's only meant to go forward. Planes can't go in reverse. They only go forward to the next destination. That's all we can do is go forward. Let's get into this. I'm getting me all fired up. It's all right. <laughs> I love talking about this because it's stuff we deal with. 
There's a lot of triggers that happen to us. There are. Last week, we even talked about how anger is tied in with anxiety. Absolutely. How a lot of times that anger can be a foundational start for anxiety. Um, I don't want to get into it because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach about it soon. But there's some relatives in here. Yeah. Because anger is like a cousin to anxiety. And it's, and it's another cousin to pride. It's good. And all this gets tied together. But we'll get into that sometime. When we talked about last week about anxiety and we talked about how relating anger and anxiety to being thieves that come in and break into your house, um, because in John 10, 10, it says the thief will come to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Absolutely. And what happens is anxiety, we've talked about it and said how that is like a con artist that continues to work its way in you and it'll literally take you for all you have. It'll steal your joy, your hope, your peace, all those things. It wants to take them away. So in the end, you're left feeling robbed and without nothing. And as we begin to think about it and we kept going into it, God began to speak to us and he said, how do people protect themselves against thieves or any other unexpected trauma in their lives? If you were to get a house today or different things that go on or a vehicle or, you know, jewelry or different things like that, what do you do? You take out an insurance policy, right? Insurance. You you can't even drive without. No, you can't drive without insurance. And So today we want to talk to you about being sure in God and having the right kind of insurance in your life to protect you from the thief called anxiety. Insurance is a thing that provides protection against a possible eventuality. Protection against a possible eventuality. Well, isn't that what anxiety does is it makes you worry about all the eventualities that could possibly take place? It makes you concerned about how this is going to turn out and how that's going to happen. And I guarantee some of you are already in anxiety thinking about your Thanksgiving dinner because you still have to go shopping for it. You may have not even made your list for your Thanksgiving dinner or what you're going to have for your meal or who's bringing what or how it's going to work out or what time it's going to take place or what family's coming in and if they're coming in, where they're going to stay and who's sleeping and do you really want that relative at your house? (laughs) Right? And now... Well, that almost gripped us. Not the relatives, but... No. But listen, turkey was a big deal for us this year. Like, we've got people coming to our house, and we're like... I have never had an issue trying to buy a turkey. No. Not once, ever. And usually I try to buy one to give away. Yeah. But... So we went to the store the other day, and yeah. this was like last a week and a half ago. Yeah. Went to the store, and see, I don't buy no small bird. We buy the fat daddy. We get, yeah, the big bird. Big dirty bird. Yeah. So... Be nasty. Why do you got to make it weird? Okay, sorry. So, we, we, we get well, gotta the big, them up. we get the big <laughs> 20 to 25 pound turkeys. That's These what we do. Chunky birds. I mean, you got. <laughs> okay, go ahead. This is not Madagascar. <laughs> I like them big. Wrong, wrong animal. Hey, girl. So, listen. <laughs> we literally went into the store looking, and I just looked, and I was like, well, I'm here. Let's go ahead and buy a turkey early. I looked down in that case, and I was like. That is not a turkey. That's a Cornish hen. That's an uh, anorexic I'm like, bird. That, that ain't, that ain't going to work. This bird I ain't like got that. nothing. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm gonna have to cook two turkeys this year just Maybe to make three. it work. And so I was like, you know what? It's no big deal. We'll just see the other stores. And, you know, Dad, he's always like, 
Myra's got them for 33 cents. You need to check out there. And I'm like, okay. So If you ever need help with If you ever need help, know where the sales are. Dad always knows where they are, and he will let you know, which Pop is a good is thing. Pop is a hustler to grocery shopping. He might spend more money on gas than actually just going to one store, but that is he'll true. hustle the system for you. So I called Meyer because I, that, see, I'm, 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 you know, frugal in this way. I'm like, I ain't driving out there a thing. Got no turkeys. So I called, and I said, All the hey, way. do you guys have any um, large turkeys left? Uh, in your freezer area, in your meat section, they're like, ma'am, we have no turkeys left. And I was like, sweet. No turkeys. And I was like, are you going to get any more in? They're like, well, maybe of the more expensive ones, we might get some when by the time it comes. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that. I was like, it's good. <laughs> so I told Brandon, I was like, you know no, what? We're eating hot dogs. We need, yeah. No, we won't have hot dog. I'd, I'd rather, we'll Tube cook steaks. steaks. I ain't doing that. <laughs> so I was expensive. like, you know what? It's no big deal. We'll just figure it out. We'll go to the stores. Well, we had called one of the Kroger's up here, and they were like, we don't have any more large turkeys left either. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to make two. It's no big deal. I'm not going to freak myself out about this. I called my sister, and she's like, hey, how's things going? Because um, my parents are coming in, but they're going to Florida. They're suffering for Jesus visiting uh, her father-in-law. And I, I just said, hey. I said, man. I said, she's like, it's crazy around here. She's like... I mean, it feels like we're, like, at the end of the world, and all of our stores are empty with stuff. People are buying stuff left and right like crazy. She said, is it a madhouse there? And I was like, yeah, I ain't got no turkey. <laughs> and no she's, turkey, like, no she's like, she's like, well, what are you looking for? I was like, I need, like, a 20, 25-pound turkey. And she's like, well, we're going out of town, and Mom and Dad are coming to you, and I got, like, a 22-pounder in the freezer. You want it? And I was like, yes, I will take it, and it's free. And she was like, okay, so I'm going to send it with you. But what? came to my reality, and this is what yeah. I told Brennan. I said, when Jesus said, be anxious for nothing, he also said in Psalms 23, that you lack nothing. nothing. And so, I chose not to have anxiety about it. I didn't care. We was going to eat. We always eat good. I just, it didn't matter. We, if we even, if Brandon made burgers, we were going to eat. It didn't matter. But what happened is God reminded me, and I told Brandon, I said, isn't it so funny that we can get worked up over the little things that God already has provided and set aside for you if you would just take time to stay in his peace and his presence? And, and what's crazy is, is well, I know we're talking about turkey, but sometimes we get so anxious and we jump the gun, but it's already in transit. It's already there. It's already, it's not even right in this city. It's over in Missouri, but it's on its way. Please hear me. Your blessing is on its way. It's good. Your, it's good. What you've longed for, it's still on its way. I mean, his, the word doesn't go void. The promises still stand. You might not experience it just yet, but I'm telling you, the, the way God's word works, it's still on its way. Well, and worrying about it costs you everything. And when you jump the gun it's and the go truth. do something else, guess what happens? You can jack up the whole thing. That's right. The whole thing, and you end up getting less than what God wanted to provide. And having more work, more time, more effort, more stress. Yeah. You feel sick. Yep. You, you, it's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. It's not worth it. Jinx. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're on one today. I am. Boy, so, I got that energy drink, Jesus. Mm. So insurance, <laughs> to me, when I think about insurance, it provides protection yep. against possible eventualities. But it also provides a guarantee of compensation for loss, for damage, for illness or death, in return for payment of a premium. Now, there are several types of insurance in this world, which we should know them. There's home insurance and renter's insurance, auto insurance, health insurance, and life insurance, okay? 
There's all these things. Insurance is something everyone needs, but not everyone has. It's something that everyone needs, but not everyone has. And insurance is most often purchased to provide peace of mind to yourself and your loved ones. Believe me or not, this is what it says in all the definitions and the dictionaries, all the policies and things. This is the definition of what insurance does, okay? The word insurance comes from the Latin word securus, meaning free from care. Free from care. The dictionary etymology of the word or origins was a variant of the word insurance, which is en, meaning engagement to marry or an assurance, pledge, or guarantee. It came from the old French word insurance, meaning assurance or to make safe and secure. And so as I began to think about this, I was like, man, how do we protect ourselves against the enemy, the thief of anxiety? Well, I need to buy in to the insurance, the assurance of Jesus Christ. I need to make sure that my greatest life insurance policy is that with Jesus Christ, that I am covered by his blood, that my mind is covered by his word, that my heart is covered by his shield of faith that comes before me as I put that in front of me to extinguish all the flaming arrows that the enemy has to come at me. He's the policy that I want to sow into. He's my assurance. When we come to true relationship with Jesus Christ, we become insured. Just like Brandon said, is you cannot, you can, you can illegally drive a car without insurance. Right? And anxiety is like getting into a wreck with nobody who has insurance. Right? Ain't nobody covered and somebody going to pay out of pocket. And it's normally you. And that's for all your bodily injury to your vehicle, but also bodily injury to yourself and anything else that takes place, you're going to have to pay for it. And that's what happens when anxiety comes and attacks us because it wants to make sure that we are out of the covering somehow of Jesus Christ to come in and sneak its way in and get into our thoughts and to our minds to make us feel that we are not protected. When you come against anxiety, it makes you feel like you are not protected. It makes you feel very vulnerable, makes you feel insecure and not sure of anything that's going on. See, Jesus has always pledged to honor, love, protect, to make us safe and secure. I love that the etymology of the word says it meant engagement to marry. Because in the fact of it is, is when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we become the bride of Christ. And we become into that engagement, engaging. I'm not just talking about engage to wait till you actually, I'm talking about we engage with him. We engage, when you engage with somebody, you're active with them. You, you speak to them, you talk to them, you build relationship. And we come into that relationship with Jesus Christ when we choose to take him on. See, Jesus is the greatest insurance you'll ever sow into. He's our home insurance, home, this bodily temple that we have, which is our health insurance as well. He covers us and protects us. He says, I'll restore health unto you. So for those of you that remember that you may be feeling weak at this moment and your body ain't working out and you feel like it's breaking down, just yep. remember you're insured. It's good. You have insurance and you have assurance. 
that he said in that policy that he will come and restore to you and give you health and wholeness. He said it. Amen. He's our auto insurance, which is us going out and sending us to where we need to go, where our feet may go. His path, our path, he directs our paths, right? He directs where we're going to go. He makes sure that we're in his safety and in his confidence. I can't get my page to turn. He's our life insurance, which is the greatest one, I believe, of all, because whether our bodies want to break down or things around us want to break down, our soul is the most important. And that's what he protects the most because when we know that we're well, that's why I believe that the scripture says it is well with my soul. My soul, the very inner being part of me. Overall, greatest is, Jesus is the greatest all-in-one coverage. With Jesus as our covering, we can have peace of heart and mind no matter what comes to our doorstep. And I want to read to you Romans 8, 38 through 39. It says, for I am persuaded beyond doubt, am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things impending and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate us from it. Not even no turkey you can't find. (laughs) And we do laugh about that, but you know how many people are fretting over that right now and they've lost their whole relationship with Jesus Christ because they cannot focus besides knowing where a turkey is. That's true. Think about it. We put all our hope into these worldly things, these worldly coverages, these things that feel like they're going to give us safety and security. Now, I'll be better as long as I have a turkey for Thanksgiving. If we don't, everything's ruined and Jesus doesn't love me. You, you know what's crazy, love? is on, on this time, that even for, for Thursday, that all the, I mean, look how much energy. God gives us time. It's 24 hours in a day. That's right. And we have so much energy to put towards certain things. People are putting so much energy into maybe preparing a meal and focusing on trying to find all that, which I get is important. And then they're putting so much energy on how they're going to distribute their family members to get the best deals that night. But nobody wants to put the energy in and just sitting together and having the time of their life just being with family. Our focus always during the holidays, like, like especially Thanksgiving, is more like, all right, who's all making well? We're going to get together. And by the time you sit down, if you're being honest about it, you're exhausted. And then you eat and you sit around, you watch a game, you do this stuff, you watch the Macy's Day Parade first, and you do all this stuff, and then, okay, by the time we're done, okay, all right, all right, when are we leaving? We've got to go shopping, we've got to go get this done. Wait, wait, there's a deal over here. You gotta... And everybody's just running. So nobody's re- Their anxiety is to the roof. And we've created all that because we've put our hope. If I can just make it look like it's good, mm-hmm. if I can show the, show, you know, show the best and hide the rest on social media and, and make it look like it's all good, if I can just put a couple great quotes out there to make it look like it's all good, then nothing else is going to matter. But let me tell you something. Be careful. Just because you live a filtered life, on social media doesn't mean that God doesn't see the content of your heart. Be careful what you focus on. We got today and up to Thursday. 
how much anxiety, how much stress have you put in and energy into this just for the meal's sake, just for the decorations, and just to get ready to see if you can find the deals online for this weekend? What about the time for the family and the family that's broken and hurting and the loved ones aren't there because they've died during COVID or just died in general? What about all the other family members? What about the ones that are kind of struggling and you're afraid and, you know, because you don't know what you're going to say when you're around certain people that come to your home? These are real deal situations, but we focus and think that if we can just get through this, it can just cover it. It's okay. And we, we put our hope and our assurance on something that will fall apart, something that the moth can destroy, that rust can corrode. It, it's only found in Jesus Christ. Your, your, your peace and all that stuff, it's only in him. Only in him. He's the one. Well, I think what, he's that, the way. I think what that's called is self-assurance. Yeah. I'm self-assured. <laughs> self-assurance. If I'm self-assured, I believe more in myself and my capabilities are my control rather than God's. Self-assurance is like having no insurance at all. You have no covering of the Holy Spirit or God's presence. When you put more effort into what you know as yourself can do and your capabilities, what happens is you lose your covering. That's like having your insurance and you miss a payment and you continue to do so. Or have you ever had a moment when policies change premiums and what happened or you changed a company? Well, if you don't cover just right, you have a window where you have no coverage at all. And that's what happens is when we give in, the only reason we can give in to anxiety, that doesn't mean, I said last week, it's going to come knocking at your door. Yep. Yep. And the only thing we can do is tell it no vacancy. But the reason we can tell it no vacancy is because we know that the manager and the owner operator who's above us has given us the ability to say, no, you can't stay here. You have no right. We don't accept that. We're not going to do that. You don't have the right to stay here for this time. But when we choose to forget about paying into that policy, and you're like, well, I didn't think I owed anything. You don't owe Jesus anything. He took everything upon the cross and did it. But there's two things that we've been talking about since the beginning of this, which is prayer and praise, thanksgiving and praise. And the best way to keep building up your coverage is by sowing into it through thanksgiving and praise through what you give to God, through your time and your effort. If you spend no time with God and you quit paying in through the time of, that you spend with him, whether it's quality time or, or giving him prayer, praise, honor, what happens is that's like any other relationship. Eventually it's going to die out. No, no time together. No time together. There's nothing you've put into it. You get out of something what you put into it. Nobody in this world, even regular insurance policy people, are not going to give you an insurance policy without you putting a down payment and paying a premium. They're not going to do it. They're not going to just be like, oh, we'll cover you for free, and if you get in an accident, we'll pay for it, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And that's the th- same thing, but what's nice about it is Jesus Christ came to us, and he did for free. We have the free gift of salvation, but the relationship is our responsibility to keep up and continue to pay into it so that we get out of it the best of what we need. 
And we wonder why we struggle with anxiety and the things that are going on. Well, again, like I said, I will continue to say this. It does not mean that it doesn't come knocking at your door. It doesn't mean that it's not a response that just happens when trauma or things in life kind of try to freak you out. It, it comes to everybody in this room. If somebody in this room said they never dealt with anxiety, you are lying. It's what you do. It will come, but it's what you do with it. And again, it's who's covering you that matters and helps you stay protected from it entering your door. I find it so funny that when anxiety strikes and tries to choke you out, there's a lot of people, their first response is not God. No. Their first response is somebody else. I'm going to go here to this person. I'm going to take it to this. I'm like, take, cast all your anxiety to the Lord. Well, that's like going to your friend and saying, hey, I just got in a wreck and I have no insurance, but I'm going to claim it under your coverage. <laughs> your stuff's going to go up. You're going to And you got to pay the payment for it. You know, that's like looking at somebody and saying, man, I wish that I could pray like that or have a relationship like that or be like that. But you have no idea what it took that person to get to that place to be with God. You don't know the battles they fight. You don't know where they are. And you probably don't want their problems. Just stick with being you and allow God to deal with you where you are and allow him to take on the worries. That's why it says, cast all anxieties onto the Lord. You want to know why? Because he's got broad arms that can carry it all and open them up like an umbrella to cover good. you it's good we and we we talked about that the comparison trap and how it gives it, people get so anxious and they feel like that in that you know going back to that in that that their insurance is more of if i could be like them and do what they do then it's going to cover me and i'm going to be good you see a lot of young uh, young kids these days there's this uh there's this kid online that a lot of them wanted to be like, and there's a, there's a few of them, but uh, his name's Ninja, um, the great white ninja, and uh, he's, he's a gamer, and so many kids want to be like him, I mean, they, because this, all this guy does is sit down and play video games, he makes over a million dollars a month just playing video games, and it's a thing, people make money online, I know, you know, a lot of times, like, get up and get a job, Fortunately, that's some people's job now. The culture's changed a lot. But what, I've read this thing in, about him, and he was talking about, you know, sometimes I wish this on, I don't wish this on anybody. He's like, I'm trapped because there's so many people that want content, and I'm trapped in my room. And, and if I don't have time for myself, I, I feel so anxious. Even though he makes a lot of money, he's got to, because people are watching him play video games, which weirdest thing. But people are doing that. And this man that makes all this money that a lot of people would like, man, I'd like to be like Ninja and just sit around and play video. He is so trapped. He said, I feel anxious. I'm trapped. When I go to like go do something on my own, I lose all these followers because I'm just not on. And I'm like, too many times we, we want to be like somebody and we think that that's going to solve our problem because we can play video games like so-and-so and just get paid to do that. But you don't know what it takes and what the, the hard work they put into it or, or, or whatever the case is. And, and the same with the church. You see a church doing something great, a church transforms their whole service to make it like that church so that they can try to see if they can get the Holy Spirit to come over here. That doesn't, that doesn't work. That, that's not how that works. And we, and we want to put an insurance on it, like, okay, if we can do it like that, then that's what's going to happen here. And if we just allow these things to happen, then we're going to have the move of the Holy Spirit. 
But that's not how that works either. Like we put the Holy Spirit, like we, <laughs> we put him in his cage and we pull him out when we need him and then we put him back and we, we do all this stuff that like, well, if you just move like this, Holy Spirit, then it's going to be good. If it was just a little bit this, we all have opinions on how we think that things should go that would keep us, you know, not so anxious. But that's that self-assurance. Yep. You're held in what is assured to you, what you know is well, what you think is best, and what works for the best. But what I love, if you go back to Romans 8.38, when it starts, it says, For I am persuaded beyond doubt, am sure. For I am sure. The word insurance means assurance, to be sure of. That I don't have to doubt that no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, God will always come back to reposition me in the place I need to be. And he will repay all the things that I've lost. I don't have to worry about it. I can be sure of who he is in my life. Being sure of something. Isn't there like two, two, a flip side to being sure? Yeah. You're like, well, sh- sure. Okay. Or like, Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. That happens to us at this church a lot. That sure, that side of it. When we're like, hey, we might be doing like this thing for Easter or this thing. Halloween, we might be give, trying to give away some food. Would you guys like to help? Sure. You're just a little church that kind of does the little church thing here. And, and then they see it later and they're like, oh, I didn't realize what you guys have done. I didn't realize we would love to partner with you. And I'm like, sorry. Sure. Um, <laughs> We needed it then, and now you want to because you see the results, and you're trying to make money on me. Nope, ain't happening. And, and if it was just a, a genuine thing, but people take sure, like being sure of something, or they're just like, oh, sure. And they don't know. They're, it's in the air. And, and too many times, a lot of people live off of that unknown sure. Just, I'm not really sure, but sure, okay. Well, you hear, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? You sure? Is that Rumor, real? sure, unsure, the deodorant commercials. Yeah. Anybody back in like the 90s remember this commercial? I just remember Zest Fully Clean. Yeah, no, that's not what we're talking about. Oh. So <laughs> when they say sure, think about it though. Like that puts a place of doubt in Absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. That's that, that's that, mm, I don't think that's really going to sure? happen. Sure. You sure? Mm, sure. Sure you are. Sure, sure that's going to happen. That. You know, and and a lot of times what's happened is that's because we've put our faith in people and man, and then when they don't come through, then we get this like, yeah, right, sure, sure that's going to take place. Babe, we've had... Sure that's going to happen. You have people do that to you. Say you're going to quit doing something that you have a bad habit of doing, and they're like, sure, we'll see you back doing that in three weeks. Sure you are. Yeah. You've said that last four times. Sure you're going to do that. Well, I can. I can quit cold turkey. Sure you are. And, and, and it's unfortunate because people do that, and what do they base them, their shares off of? Our, con- our in, you know, like inconsistencies. And, and then we're, we get into this, now we're anxious. Yep. Well, can I do this? I don't know if I can. And we get, it's just a big trap. Well, because we're more worried about the covering of man than the covering of God. Yeah. We want God, we want the approval of man. That's why I love what that last song says, is it says, I don't have to prove of things, anything, because you've already approved of me. It's good. And that's when you know you're in the covering of God, you aren't worried about what man is going to say or what's going to happen or what's going to be done. You know that you are covered and you are insured by Jesus Christ. You have a surety of yourself to continue to go. Philippians 4, 4 through 7 
says it this way. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love this because my Bible has these little footnotes and studies into it, and what I love is it says, rejoice in the Lord. It says, in all circumstances, including suffering, God's people must learn to rejoice and regain strength by recalling the Lord's goodness, faithfulness, Nearnesses and promises. Joy and gentleness in the middle of difficult times will definitely stand out and be known to everyone because such an attitude is typically lacking in people who, without God, have no sure and steady means of coping with life's stresses. It says again in this other little area, it says, when we commit our troubles and concerns to God in prayer, His peace will stand guard at the door of our hearts and minds, preventing the cares and worries and heartaches of life from troubling our lives and robbing us of our hope in Jesus Christ. I think it's time for you all to get a bouncer at your door. (laughs) And his name is Jesus. It's good. And ain't nobody can come in the club without Jesus's approval. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody's allowed. You know, that's, that's when he comes up and stands at the door and is like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you ain't allowed. And all the while you're inside, not concerned or carried about, worried about anything because you're doing what you should be doing, which is following the presence of God and doing what he's asked you to do inside your heart, which is your home, and handling it while Jesus is outside handling business. He's taking care of it. You're covered. Your door's covered. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry and wonder about, sure, he's probably going to let them in and let me down again. He's just going to do it one more time, and then somebody's going to get in here, and I'm going to freak out, and my everything's going to go to crap. I said crap. You did. But it's the truth. Listen to what this says in, uh, in the message, the same scripture. And, and it's just like Jesus being that bouncer you're talking about. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for the good. (laughs) And it will settle, it will come and settle you down. That's the problem. We're not settled. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for the good will come and settle you down. It's a wonderful, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. It's so wonderful what happens when he displaces worry. See, it says don't fret instead of fret, pray. He displaces the worry. He can displace the anxiety. Just give it to him. And trust that he knows best. And too many times we let those, like I said last week, it says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life abundantly, life to the full. And when anxiety strikes us and chokes us, what what do we choose first? 
Do we choose to go into those crazy modes and take it deeper and we walk in the door of steal, kill, and destroy? Or do we choose to say, you know, I'm going to keep focused because I know there's abundant life here. I know that I, I, I can do this. I know that his life, he's, he's got it. He's in control. He knows what's best. Nothing's going to happen to me in this side of things. Even though I feel this way, I need to get to who he is. Not to kill, steal, and destroy, which grips you to the, to the end. One thing I love about Jesus and being covered by him is I don't have to worry about my pre-existing conditions. So good. I don't have to worry about how much I need of coverage, how much I can afford. I don't have to worry about anything or whether I'm going to be denied or approved or whether my age or any yeah. other factors are going to benefit to whether he's going to cover me. And what's cool about it is just like when you do get an insurance policy, the day that you start in on it, you are fully covered. Whether you've paid in one month or you've paid in 5, 10, 20 years into that same policy, you're still covered for the same amount. And what's awesome about Jesus Christ, though, is because I don't have to worry about all those things, he comes in and automatically begins his coverage when I just say, Jesus Christ, here I am. Here I am. You take me, create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. And that's what God does. He begins to take all the things that are in you and begins to deal and begins to cover and, and, and help you heal. Last week, we said this, how you deal is how you heal. What you allow God to deal with in your life will, will determine how well you heal and what's going on. And we deserve to remember that Jesus Christ is the coverage at the door of our hearts. Nothing has to get in. Yeah. And I want to close with reading this uh, song to you. It's an older song. But God brought it back to my reminder, remembrance. And some of you may know it, some of you may not. But it's powerful if you listen to the words. It says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. This is my story and this is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story and this is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission and perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. And it goes on to say, this is my story. But the last verse, the last verse is what got me. It says perfect submission. Do you know what that means? When you submit, that means that you that you lay down and humble yourself to it. And when we submit our lives to Jesus Christ, that means that we just humbly come before God and say, take it all. It says, perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior, I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting and looking above, filled with his goodness and lost in his love. This is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. 
Philippians 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What if we took on thanksgiving? Let me say this to you, love you. Fanny Crosby, she wrote nine, over 9,000 hymns. She wrote this song. She was blind at six weeks old, completely blind. Did, couldn't see. But some of the most powerful songs in the hymn books were written by her. And she had a friend started playing on the piano, just making up some chords. And it says that, started playing some chords and said, can you provide any kind of lyrics to this? And she said, as they started playing, she said, well, what I hear, what it's saying, it says that it says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Because she couldn't see. She couldn't see where the notes were, but her hearing was in tune. And what she heard was blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Six weeks old, blind for the rest of her life, but writes over 9,000 songs. That if we went through the list of these songs, some of you guys would understand and know these songs. But somebody that would deal with anxiety the rest of their life because they cannot see where they're going chose to be centered in God and say, you can use me how you see fit. And if it's to put other words in people's mouth to give you glory, then so be it. If you don't want to take, you don't want to heal my eyes, use, use my ears, use my other senses to get, bring your name up to the top. Bring your name to the top in other people's mouth. If you want to keep me blind, that, then so be it. If you don't, heal me. But if you don't heal me, even if, I'm still going to worship you. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. It's good. And I think the fact of taking on what she knew was the heart of thanksgiving. It was the heart of being able to be thankful and give praise and return prayers back to God, saying that no matter what may come, I'm held by you and covered in your love. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand with us today. As we end, I just want to remind you, and I just was thinking about it, how it says it. This is my story, and this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, and this is my story. And this is my song, and praising my Savior all the day long. Say it again. And this is my story, and this is my song, and praising my Savior all the day long. This is a blind girl writing this. And this is my story. 
And this is my song, and praising my Savior all the day long. Praising and praising my Savior and all the day long. Praising and praising my Savior all the day long. Jesus, we choose. I think it's just about a choice, God, today. We're so thankful. That in our hearts we would remember that. That just like the cry of one young woman's heart that said, no matter what comes, I'm going to praise you. No matter what happens, I'm going to lift your name. And God, that we would take on the spirit of thanksgiving, of giving honor and praise to you to know, God, that you cover us, God. Hallelujah. And we choose to sow into that, God, in relationship with you by giving back to you a shout of praise, God, a hallelujah, uh, you're worthy. And God, no matter what may come, we praise you. I'm thankful, God. That so this is our story, Jesus. That the thing that we do have the right to write about God is the goodness and the faithfulness of you. Even through pain. And no matter what may come, we honor you. We honor you. We think about the assurance of Jesus Christ. Just like it says, blessed assurance. And Jesus is mine, and oh, what a foretaste of 